Hello everyone, this is Indie Radio. Indie Radio is an indie game development talk show which is here to bring you interviews with both large and lesser known developers, recap the latest news, debate about topics in indie gaming, and to give you some tips and tricks for your journey into programming. Today, on August 10th, I will be your host, Brett Hudson, broadcasting live from the Midwest United States. And I am Chris Figueroa. I'm the creator of Imagine Me and employee of the Nerdery. Mm-hmm. So right after this short music break, we'll get into our news. So one of the big things going around the indie uh, atmosphere right now is the whole Phil Fish thing. And I thought we'd just cover it just because it's an interesting topic and it would get some conversation to uh, spur up in our IRC chat. Um, if you guys are listening in right now, uh, there is an IRC just straight on the uh, radio page on our site that you can join in and chat with both uh, me and Chris as well as everybody else in there, and you know, you can ask us questions, discuss things, that's how the radio works. Um, so, with the whole Phil Fish thing, um, basically Phil Fish uh, got um, bullied, he said, by a man, what, I don't even remember who it was, um, it's some guy that does a broadcast, um, I can't find it on Google. But basically, Phil feels like he's being bullied too much, so he decided to quit the indie game scene and uh, just completely quit. He hasn't posted anything on his Twitter uh, since he said that Fez 2 was canceled and that he's quitting. So we don't really know what's going on. Phil just might be pulling you know, a publicity stunt. He might be serious. And uh, he did. I, I think he overreacted a bit because, I mean, he does get a lot of ridicule and torment and just on the post that he put out there on the site there i want to say close to 2000 posts on there and almost all of them are hate like why chris do you do you get hate for your games no um but phil fish is just kind of an interesting character in the (laughs) scene in general i mean i've seen him once he was a super nice guy um i just think that he can't deal with some of the pressure and he it just happens to be publicly which is unfortunate but mm-hmm. yeah everyone has their breakdowns especially in game development so definitely yeah, i'm i'm neutral on the whole situation like some days i'm more feeling towards phil and some days i'm not but um i don't i don't know it, it just seems like a big silly um situation and the bottom line is that he quit the gaming industry because too many people are giving him shit, and, well, it's really sad that everybody has to um, act that way to make somebody quit doing what they love, which I I can't even express how I'd feel if somebody were to do that to me, but... Yeah, it is kind of crazy. I, um, I just think, it, I just wonder what Polytron is going to do, because that's kind of their only like that's their only game mm-hmm. that 
is really that official, right? I mean, they have many other games, but like Fez is their biggest, so I wonder. Oh, he what said Fez Two was canceled, so it's you know. Yeah, I, mean, I saw that too. Uh, like I was saying, though, like is Polytron gone then, or is Polytron now trying to find other people or other devs? So I have no idea. Let's go to PolytronCorporation.com. Um, the last post was Saturday, July twenty seventh, uh, posted by Phil Fish. All these are posted by Fish. Um, it says Fest Two is canceled. I am done. I take the money and I run. Blah blah blah. Yeah. You win. Yay. Yeah. One thousand seven hundred seventy seven comments. That's Insane. pretty ridiculous. And most of those are from the first day or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Only time will tell, I suppose. Yeah. Alright, um, Unity 4.2 was recently released. Uh, that was just two weeks ago, and some of the big uh, additions and changes are that there is Windows Phone 8, Windows Store, and BlackBerry 10 support, OpenGL ES 3.0 Android support, GPU skinning for Pro only, uh, updated slash optimized image effects, stencil buffer access Pro only, Static and dynamic batching for shadow casters and shadow collector pass, shuriken collision event callback scripting interface, and a bunch more. And then some new additions to the free version of Unity, which I'm pretty excited about, uh, which are previously pro only, are real time shadows, um, which are limited to hard shadows and one direction light only, but that's still better than. None. Uh, yeah, no shadows. <laughs> Uh, text-based sterilization of materials, prefab, scenes, etc. for easier version control. And nav mesh baking. Um, off mesh links still require pro. Um, so there's that's that's just a short little summary of some of the bigger um, points that or points um, additions to the new version of Unity. But if you want to check out the rest, you can go over to blogs.unity3d.com and uh, read up on the uh, press release of Unity 4.2. Uh, hmm. Uh, yeah, I think I think the greatest thing was just that, like, if you imported textures and your texture had white and like black or like a light and dark color right next to each other, mm-hmm. it would automatically make a white border and. It was just really annoying to import, and they fixed that in the editor now, so you don't have to deal with it like in Photoshop. And then, I think I remember that actually. Yeah, it was the most annoying thing, and it should have been fixed years ago. But <laughs> I'm so glad that they finally fixed it. Yeah. Oh, Spelunky is now out for Windows. It's also coming to uh, PlayStation Vita soon. Um, you can check it out on Steam right now. For I believe it's thirteen dollars and fifty cents USD. It's ten uh, percent off since you know it's the first few days that it's out. But um, basically, it's the Xbox 360 version of Spelunky, ported to the PC with some new additions. Um, I I don't know what the additions are off the top of my head. You'd have to go look it up. But the um, new additions are uh, daily. He has a daily map and oh, daily really? things to do. It's kind of cool. Oh yeah, it says right here, and notably the daily challenge. Yeah, and they're super hard. Sweet. Um, so it is thirteen dollars and fifty cents. It's on Steam and GOG, GOG. I've I've never even really paid attention to it. I've seen seen it around. Let's let's look at what it is. All 
right? Yet, is it like a Steam client? Do you know? No, GOG is just a website that provides um, games. That's all they really are. Oh, okay. um, so they're really cool, though, because they offer like bundles, and then like if you own them, you can just subtract that game from your bundle, which is kind of cool. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, this looks pretty sweet. Yeah, so um, go get Spelunky for the PC if you want, and if you own a PlayStation Vita, you can wait just a little while longer, and they'll be releasing it for that as well. Uh, the 2014 Independent Games Festival opens call for submissions. <clears throat> My voice is going out. Crap. Um, so basically, the 16th year of the IGF is going to be held in San Francisco, as always, next March. Um... Uh, last year saw 900 entries, which was a record-breaking uh, number. So hopefully this year we can get that even higher because the uh, indie game community is always growing. And it said, or it says that you need to get your um, deadline or your game in to the deadline on October 19th, as well as an additional deadline for a different category on October 31st. And the finalists will be announced in January of 2014. Um, so it's at San Francisco, it said. Yeah, yeah I, went, I went this March. Oh, really? Yeah, I go every year. Oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Always it gets expensive, go. but overall it's uh, it's awesome yeah, meeting hope- people. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm hoping to go to uh, DDC <laughs> this uh this spring is G are GDC and the IGF usually back to back no they're the same thing they um, are the same IGF thing. is in GDC oh okay oh sweet then yeah they have like their own little booth section ah uh, okay um alright so that we has been out for about a month and a half now and they did announce that they're doing this um million dollar kind of giveaway thing basically if you have a kickstarter and you raise a certain amount of money uh you they match your um they match your money that you've raised dollar to dollar i'm trying to find an article and type and talk at the same time okay here it is so it's called the free the games fund and basically um as long as you get uh, it says a $50,000 Kickstarter. You you make at least $50,000 on your Kickstarter. And you plan on making the game for the Ouya with si- a six-month exclus- exclusivity? Is that, is that yep. how you said that? Okay. Um, and up to twenty or 250000 I cannot read right now. Um, they will match dollar to dollar, meaning that you will make double the money until they run out of their one million dollars um it seems like a really great idea but fifty thousand dollars is a lot of money like your game imagine me you wanted five grand right yeah and you you made just right over that yep fifty thousand dollars is an insane amount like um zach ailes he just had his linus kickstarter which i backed and he only wanted seven grand and he made four times his goal which was 20 he got almost 28,000 and 
that's that's like half of that amount. You have to be making something huge for this. So, and you know, getting enough backers. So it's quite a um, challenge. But if any developers out there can do it, I'd definitely take advantage of it because money's money and money's good. <laughs> right. Um. All right, we're getting some. Sounds like there's some stuff going on in the IRC. Is somebody rolling a D20 on air? Whoa. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. Hmm. Oh, a D20, like, like a uh, dice? Yeah, a 20 sided die. All right. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. 16 hit. Alright, so, um, unless anybody has any news topics that they'd like us to cover in the IRC, we're going to move on to our interview with Chris in a moment. So, I'm just looking through all my sources, making sure that there's not any news that I missed. Anybody in the IRC? Alright, we're going to move on to the interview now. So uh, with us today we have Chris Figueroa, Fi no Fi Figueroa, Fi <laughs> Figueroa, Figueroa. Okay, yep. Figueroa. All right, I accidentally put an L in there. All right, so um, he is an indie game developer from Minneapolis, Minnesota, which is actually really close to me. It's only about an hour away if you speed. <laughs> um, yeah, why uh, you live south? I have no idea. Yeah, by Cannon Falls, if you know where that is. Kind yes, of. I do. <laughs> so yeah, down there. Um, he uh, also works at a place called the Nerdery. So uh, you want to tell us a little bit about your job there? Yeah. So um, that's kind of changed recently. I, I mean, I work for the Nerdery still, but I wasn't uh, called the Assurance Engineer, and um, just on Friday I passed off all my quality assurance work and. Um, they have me in a mentorship to working to be a JavaScript dev, so which is kind of interesting. Um, I didn't expect to go down that path at all, and it all just kind of happened. Um, yeah. So that's really cool. Um, but yeah, the Nerdery is just a software development company, and we make anything and everything you can think of. So. Yeah, yeah JavaScript's a bit different than um, game development. <laughs> well, I mean... You can use, I don't even want to call it JavaScript and Unity, it's like Unity script. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they want me to kind of be a JavaScript canvas dev so that I can do HTML5 games. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, I've, I've worked with HTML5 a bit. It's it's pretty good, but there are some downsides to it, obviously, because it is new. Yeah, so that's what I'll be doing. Um, but from my game film background, I write in C Sharp, so that'll be kind of a weird transition for me. Yeah, they're completely different. <laughs> so, um, other than that, I, I don't know. I mean, the nerdery is really cool. Uh, if anyone is looking for a software development job, <laughs> um, come up to Minnesota. 
Yeah, pretty much. No, we're so we have offices everywhere too, so that's kind of cool. But you have what everywhere? We have offices in Kansas City and Chicago. Oh, so sweet. Did not know that. Yeah. So and the nerdery is um, pretty awesome. I really can't complain too much. I mean, <laughs> they're called the nerdery. There you got it. Um, so you're also an indie game developer. Is that more of like a part-time thing or just whenever Yeah, that was um, how that kind of came about. It's just like I worked at Activision before I worked at the nerdery. And uh, I just saw terrible things and terrible games go through there. So I was just like, this sucks. So I kind of just ended up doing my own thing. And I did that uh, Kickstarter. And then I just um, took a different path to the nerdery and just kept developing indie games pretty much so um, it's just kind of what I do I, it may not be what I do full time but it is what I would like to do full time so yeah I remember seeing Imagine Me on IndieGames.com when you were still running the Kickstarter but I haven't heard about it in a long time um, it looks yeah. like it's yeah I mean not much that's kind of the unfortunate thing is that everyone kind of needs to get their life together and um I had to get a full-time job after going out of college and being an adult, so I had to transition into that, and now that I'm fully, like, I have a full-time job and I am paying off my school loans and stuff like that, like, I can actually sit down and work on my game more, which is really nice, so, so it's and not the nerdery done allows me to do whatever I want, which is even better. It's not done yet, though? No, it's, it's not, and uh, that is another... Thing. It's, it's just taken so long due to, like I said, just kind of transitioning from being a college student to an adult and that type of thing. So um, right now I am creating a uh, level editor for the community so that they can create their own levels, which is kind of cool. Oh, that's um, and then once that's done, I can just um, release that to everyone and have them make their own levels and then we can share them and then I can choose like the best ones and include that in the campaign and things will just kind of go a lot faster that way and that's kind of my plan so nice so um how did you feel with the kickstarter because you wanted five grand it says and you raised uh five thousand two hundred fifty six just smudged yeah over. yeah it was kind of weird I mean it went it went really smooth and I didn't really expect to make it at all but it was one of those things where once you get close, the whole like Kickstarter community is like, oh, like I'll just pitch in like a dollar, or I'll pitch in five dollars, and then all of a sudden you're there. So it's just kind of weird. Like once there's momentum, everyone wants to kind of hop on board. So um, that was really nice, and I mean that that gave me everything I needed to get get everything rolling at the time. So and now it's just up to me to finish it. Uh, what were some of the rewards that you're giving away? Yeah, uh, t-shirts, stickers, um, just a bunch of different stuff. Um, that was uh, that's the side of Kickstarter that a lot of people don't see is that uh, the rewards take up a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing is, that a lot of time, I mean, it was something like over forty percent of the rewards I sent out got lost in the mail, what? or people said that they didn't get them. So that was annoying too. So there's like that whole side of Kickstarter that people just kind of ignore and they're like, oh, they got the money. Like they started development yesterday. It's like, oh, it's not really like that. So, which is kind of interesting. Um, 
but yeah, I just had a bunch of stuff. And then at the at the bottom, I was just like, I, I don't know, I I gave put like a thousand dollar one that said I'll like call you or something, just something <laughs> ridiculous. Did anybody choose it? No, no, <laughs> no one did. But still, it would have been funny. Well, I actually called you, Chris. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, besides Imagine Me, have you been working on or released any other games? Yeah, um, so I went to, um, right after college, I actually was hired from a friend, and I worked on a few different games, um, for PlayStation Mobile and PlayStation that I necessarily can't tell you about, but, um, <laughs> um, I, so I lived in Sweden for a month and worked on, uh, some very popular indie games that, um... I wish I could tell you about, but I, I worked with those, which was really cool. And I met those people through the IGF. Um, so that was kind of cool. So I have like this weird, mysterious background of like, yeah, I worked on some games, but I can't really tell you what they are. So are they not released or are you? Should... They are, they are, but it's just, uh, like do the contracts and stuff. Like some people want you whitelisted so that you like can't, be a part like attached to their project or something like that like that's just kind of how it is but really yeah that's for all products too it's not just game development so yeah they well, just I've they just pay more for I that i just didn't know that they did it in the gaming industry yeah yeah i mean when i worked at activision there was a lot of companies that would just jump in to finish it and they would never like they just were given more money to finish it and not have their name on it so <laughs> Yeah. Um, at Activision, um, how are the hours? Oh, God. Do we really want to get into that story? <laughs> I had a feeling... You knew. Like you that. knew. Um, <laughs> yeah, so when I worked at Activision, I worked some pretty terrible hours because I worked in online. Okay. And a lot of the developers we had were located in, like... They were located in, like, Latvia and um, oh, some other places, like, crazy. And... Uh, so I'd have to work like hours in sync with them. So that really didn't help at all. Um, I worked a lot of like 12 hour shifts or 14 hour shifts, seven days a week. Oh, geez. So yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. So, um, and they're like, Oh, it'll never happen. And then like it happens a week later. So, yep. yeah, I, I plan on working some big place for five years and it's like the one thing i'm not looking forward to is insane hours yeah it's not fun at all so um personally if i could go back i wouldn't do it again so i would have avoided it i'm reporting you to activision telling him that you're dissing the company man oh no <laughs> yeah i know i'm just kidding so yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, Activision gave me a lot of contacts and like a lot of just cool people to hang out with and talk to and stuff. But overall, it was kind of a nightmare, like working that long and them being like, "We make like billions of dollars, yet like you're gonna work these terrible hours and we're gonna take credit for it." So it's just weird. The whole company is kind of set up really weird. So. So, uh, where did you end up going to college? Uh, I went to Brown College, which is just like a small um, college in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. um, but I just kind of like um, 
took, I don't know, I was just kind of like a self-taught person my entire life, so. So did you start programming before college then? Uh, I mean, I did just random web development stuff in high school, but I never did like game development or anything. Actually, mostly in high school, I did Flash stuff, which was kind of funny. Um, but that was like, that was before Adobe, like bought MX and changed all that. So it was a long time ago. Yeah. So did you use ActionScript or? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Like one or two. (laughs) I used Fireworks. Yeah. I use ActionScript too. Yeah. Not that old. Yeah. It's not that old, but there, there's still a lot of changes or changes a lot of differences between action script two and three yeah i know there really is um but yeah I, i'm glad i don't uh do anything with that i'm glad i started using unity when i did so i kind of got to see the whole thing develop into what it is now so that's kind of cool mm-hmm. yeah i've been using unity lately it's like the more the better you get at it it it's like exponential um speed of development like you learn one thing and then you get three times faster yeah i mean it just depends what you do but it, i mean the middleware in general is pretty good so um uh i mean that's kind of another thing is igf got rid of their technical excellence award which is kind of interesting um just because the middleware for game development like unity and and everything it's just gotten so much easier so like the technical side of it is taken out which is weird to think you can still have technical games that i know and that's another thing that people are arguing with it's like you still can like do technical like amazing things within this middleware but um the technical excellence award kind of stemmed from like making your own game engine that was capable of doing this amazing feature, not like using this middleware and then like skipping the intro part and like just getting to the main feature. Yeah. So. But people can still build their own engines, too. I, I yeah, know. that's true too. A lot of a lot of people do, especially students. Mm-hmm. I built an engine or two. That they weren't very good, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How many how many engines have you built? Me, I've only made one, and it was in uh, C sharp, just straight up. So, and I did that in college. And uh, but yeah, I, I never really had the intent of building them. It's just a lot of work. Yeah. So that's a lot of work. Um, where should we move on to next? Um, hmm. we, we did talk about your other games already, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, um, I have, I, I work on a couple mobile games too. Um, just, um, right now I'm working with another friend actually. Um, and it's a, an iOS game about like building towers with blocks. Um, and that's called block word. And um, I had this weird concept of like, oh, it's fun to like stack blocks and stack them as high as you can. And we, uh, so he, I had the concept of it and just kind of did that. And he has kind of taken the whole development himself. And so that'll be out. I mean, hopefully soon we'd like to, we'd like to have it out sooner. Um, But we just kind of have taken our time on it just because we want it to be fun. Um, But the name of that game is called Blockword. 
and if you follow me on Twitter and stuff, you'll be able to see like more stuff on that too. So, yeah, his um, Twitter is at Kniffy, K I N I F I. So, follow him up, guys. <laughs> and if you didn't catch that, you can always go to the Indie Function Twitter and uh, check out the mention that we had on there. All right, uh, Digitalistic asks. What is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? Oh, God. Why would you ask that question? <laughs> I have a feeling you know this person. Yeah, so um, Digitalistic is the person that I'm working on Blockword with. So um, <laughs> he is my, I, he's my friend that's working on this and took over the development of Blockword. So, um like, like, I know the answer to that question. I'm just going to Google it and see what they say. That's what's <laughs> going to happen. That should be interesting. I don't know. Oh, my God. There's this giant explanation of it. I'm not going to read this. <laughs> I don't know, Digitalistic. What is it? I don't know what this is. <laughs> This is ridiculous. <laughs> um, there is no short answer. I'm not going to read this entire paper. Oh, it's a paper? It's Well, what he's quoting from is um, <laughs> Monty Python, the Holy Grail. So. Oh, okay. Not sure what the answer is. I think it's 42 meter, meters per second. Yeah, meters. He's guessing, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Anyways. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else? Is there anything else we'd like to talk about? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Um, it's only been half an hour, which is actually pretty surprising. Our shows usually go for about an hour, and then we get kind of down, but I don't know. <laughs> we just had a good conversation. Um, I, I don't know. We could talk about your your marriage from uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> How'd that go? Yeah, I got married in Hastings, where it's where you're from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was great actually. So it didn't rain, which is even better. Perfect. Yeah. Every time I go up to Hastings, it rains. It's like, why? Uh, we went there only three times before our wedding, and it rained every single time. And then it didn't look great on our wedding, so that was nice. Perfect. I don't know, it's... Hastings has some sense. You, if you come in from out of town, it rains. But if you live yeah. there, then, then you're fine. Ugh. Um, hmm. What are you working on? Oh, wait, you already asked, answered that. I was going to say, what are you working on at the nerdery, but... You're working on JavaScript? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of transitioned over from QA, so that's kind of cool. But also, if anyone is, I doubt anyone is in Chicago or anything, but uh, um, the nerdery is, you can just walk in on Fridays and hang out and have beers and check out projects, so if anyone's bored. Hmm. I might have to come in on a Friday then. <laughs> It'll have to be in the next coming weeks, though, because I'm moving down to Florida... Um, early September. So, 
crazy. How about the um, nerdery meetups? Are they are they public or? Yeah, they're public. Okay. And those are the second Tuesday of every month, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if anybody wants to meet up with me and Chris and not, you know, kill us or anything, um, look it up online. Uh, does anybody in the IRC have any questions? Again, if you're listening in and you didn't catch it earlier, uh, you can check out the IRC at our site at IndieFunction.com slash radio. Um... And it's just right there on the page. Type in the username. Chat it up. It's awfully quiet in there. Usually we have a lot of questions. Yeah, that's okay. Nobody loves you, Chris. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> so, Chris, is there anything else on your mind? or? Uh, no, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. I'm just... uh Okay, um, Digitalistic says, are you guys playing any games right now? You want to go first? Uh, am I playing anything? I have not really played much other than Dota 2. Oh, I played Prison Architect, too. That was kind of cool. Ooh, yeah, I've, I've been hearing about that. Yeah, Prison Architect is the craziest, weirdest game, and it's actually really fun. So, um, I think it's in the latest Humble Bundle. Yeah, you have to pay, or it's the weekly bundle, yeah, and you have to pay like $20 for it or something. Yeah, I don't have 20 bucks right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just bought a new car, but so I'm... Prison, I'm prison Architect is so funny because it's like gives you so many different opportunities, and you can actually like have so many bugs, it's ridiculous. But it's it's funny, I love it. Yeah, it says, build and manage a maximum security prison in the top-down prison management sim prison architect. It's entirely your choice when it comes to building the most horrifying prison or the most luxurious uh, penitentiary. Never seen that word before, ever. Yeah, the, <laughs> the uh, launch trailer for Prison Architect is even more funny. They're like, you can like enjoy these bugs that we've made accidentally. And uh, it's just so funny. You have to play the game if you, if you haven't. Yeah, I'll check out the video after we're off. Just if I watch it now, the stream will go. Yo. That's never good. Yeah, how yeah. is how's the internet speeds uh, at the nerdery? Oh god! Did, it, did you see that picture that I tweeted? Uh, no. Oh god. Um. Are they really bad. No, it's awesome. It's oh. so awesome. Hold on. We have internet speeds that you never knew existed. Oh my. Um, download speed is uh, 176.80. And upload speed is 261.62. I think I'm just going to come up there and upload everything on my hard drive. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's really funny. So we host the um, 48-hour game, uh, Ludum Dare. Oh, okay. And we do, like, some other stuff there, too. But, like, it's really funny. People will download so much stuff when they're there because <laughs> it's just so fast. Yeah, if you guys are having Ludum Dare, I might just skip the meeting next week and come to Ludum Dare then. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to host this one, but we only do, like, one a year, so. Okay. 
Well, if you guys do change my plans. Yeah, we uh, down here in Wanamingo have um, two megabits per second download speeds, and I think it's like 0.25 upload. Yeah, I, I uploaded a 600 megabyte file last night, and it took either six or seven hours. I lost track of time. Yeah, that happens. Um, are you... Oh, it looks like... Oh, never mind. You two are chatting. Um, are you joining any, uh, jams? Like, uh, there's seven-day, uh, FPS going on right now, and then, of course... There's yeah, I was there. gonna do that, and then I kinda just decided not to, so that I could work on, um, the Imagine Me level editor, but, um... Yeah, I mean, I do loot them there, and I do, um one game a month and what's the other one that I do I don't know oh uh, Indie Speedrun just started up they just have registration going right now so I'm going to do that again yeah I think I heard about that last year but yeah so didn't get to it I'm going to do that again and they have uh, some pretty cool people back to be judges which is kind of cool so oh wow they have Molly Newix um Notch those are the only two that I recognize. That's bad. Oh, there's more than that. Oh, yeah, there's... Oops, whoa. Put your mouse over it. It splurts out noises. Yeah, there's... Um, can't even there's go. There's Ron Gilbert. 15. Ron Gilbert. Okay. Yeah, I know who that is. Yahtzee. Yahtzee. Let's see here. British born... Yeah, I don't, I don't know who Yeti is. Uh, the Escapist is his, um, is his website. He makes like reviews games and says how bad they are, pretty much. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've, I've seen the Escapist. Right. Oh, and going back to the, if you guys are playing any games right now, I'm playing a dozen games or so. Because, you know, the magazine's coming out next weekend, and uh, we always have game reviews and that, and since I kind of slacked off in the last issue, I had to uh, grab, like, three extra games or something for this issue that were supposed to be in the last issue. It's a nightmare. But it, it's really fun playing them, just writing up and taking screenshots is a tedious process, but it's always fun. So, um, if anybody in the IRC wants to ask a question, um, go ahead and uh, ask, or else we're going to wrap up this uh, show pretty quickly because it is dying off and dead air is, uh, I'm trying to think of a pun, but I can't, so dead air is just bad. It's <sighs> trying to be punny. Didn't work. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> All right, Coke or Pepsi debate. 
Not even a question. It's Coke. Coke. I don't know. I'm not a big cola guy, so I don't even know. I probably have to side with Pepsi, though. A, because it's a bit lighter, and B, because I like playing devil's advocate. You would. If I wanted to answer, you would have chose Coke. <laughs> Maybe. Um. So yeah, it looks like uh, there are no more questions coming in, and I don't think there's too much more to discuss. Uh, how about your plans for the future? What do you plan on doing? Uh, finally finish this game. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like turning into Phil Fish, taking, what, four years to finish Fez? So, I think it was five. Yeah, exactly. That's what this has turned into. So, um, yeah, that's about it. So... Oh yeah, we did miss one new thing. Indie game, the movie special edition is out. But if you've listened this far, then yeah, the news is a while ago. <laughs> yeah, I. That's that's another reason why I'm broke right now. I decided to um, order one of the special edition because yeah. I really wanted one. It it hasn't um, come yet, sadly. They just shipped it out. I think Friday, and it's the orders were like two or three weeks ago, but they were waiting for stickers, which is a bit silly. <laughs> All right, so Lucius says that I, I can work for him. I can start by massaging his feet and by bringing him a bottle of Mountain Dew. Awkward. Well, I was going to say sweet, but uh, yeah, awkward. That's, that's the word. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for being with us today, Chris. Um, yeah, no problem. It's a pleasure having you on. All right, so uh, we're going to have a short little music break, and then, as always, it is the credits. Thanks for listening to broadcast number 39 of Indie Radio. This broadcast is broadcast live on 1,000 mics and was recorded using the Goth CD. All music found on Indiegrounds is coming from various artists. We have an upcoming issue of Indie Horror Magazine releasing this upcoming weekend, so make sure to check that out on August 17, 2013. Thank you again for listening in, and we hope to have you be a part of the next broadcast, which will be August 4th, during Ludum Dare 27. Have a great weekend.